And today we are going to be talking about the Enneagram, which I know is something that a lot of you are interested yeah, in. So today we have our sweet friend Molly with us. Molly is the reason why Tiana and I are such good friends today. And the three of us are all besties. So I've known Molly since middle school. Like we were babies. And how long have you known her? I guess it was also middle school, but we didn't become like really good friends until high school. Like the end of high school. Okay. Well, we were good friends (laughs) from the start, so. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So. We're going to start by telling you guys our types and what that means, because to some people, it might just sound like a bunch of numbers. So I am a one wing nine. So the type one is the perfectionist. um, That's their official title. And then the wing nine, um, they are the peacemaker, but a one wing nine is considered the idealist. So Um, I am an Enneagram two (laughs) wing one. Um, The twos are the helper, Um, and obviously, as T just said, um, the ones are the perfectionists, but together, the two-wing one is called the student, not the student leader, dear Lord, the servant leader. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Hold on, I'm looking up what the forming five is called. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what is she typing? I could hear you typing. Also, wait let me just say that was very poor of Mary Hannah to not know. Like, just look it up right now. Okay, it says it's the free spirit. Yes, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Snaps for Mary Hannah. <laughs> oh, okay, so I made type four, which is the individualist, and I have a wing five. So we're called the free spirit. And I guess with, like, those two combinations, the four is very emotional and we're very self-aware. The wing five is very, like, perceptive and isolated, I guess. Um, so let's just go around and kind of talk about each of our numbers. And just also as a disclaimer, like, none of us are Enneagram coaches or specialists in any way. We just are going to tell you guys about our experiences as each of our types and then how that kind of has played into our becoming adults and like growing into ourselves in a way. And um, so, yeah, I guess we'll just go around and kind of say a little bit of background on being each of our types and what we love about that and maybe what we don't love so much about that. So I guess I can start. So as a one, I am quote unquote, the perfectionist. I, I tend to find a lot of my security in doing things right and being right in a lot of ways. Um, I, I have a very hard time like finding gray areas because everything tends to be very black and white for me. I, want things to be either right or wrong because I want to know which one to do. And so um, I spend a lot of time in my head. We have an inner critic. Um, There's just this inner dialogue in our head at all times, just telling us everything we're doing wrong, basically. And like, it's never nice. It's never nice things in our heads. Um, 
And so even when we do think something positive, we're like, well, how could it be better? How can it be more perfect? And um, the wing nine, usually, at least in my experience, it has, I grew up with a lot of conflict. And so um, I think my wing nine comes from me trying to maintain some sense of stability and peace around that. And so when people get really heated around me, or there's like a conflict that I don't want to be involved in, I get very withdrawn very quickly. I basically just stop talking like altogether. Like if it gets really like into something I don't want to be a part of, I just like disappear almost. And like, which is not normal for me as a one. Um, so one wing nine to me seems, it's like very contradictory, I think in a lot of ways because ones are so adamant and nines are so passive. It's very weird to be a one wing nine in a lot of situations because my inner dialogue is basically arguing with itself all the time. <laughs> so, um, but I don't, it sounds kind of miserable being a one, but it's not all that bad. <laughs> The way that it sounds sounds kind of awful, but um, we are very um, passionate leaders. Yes. I get, I think that that's one of my biggest strengths is being a leader, and um, I I think one of my spiritual gifts is discernment, and so and I think a lot of that is kind of um, comes from being a one, but um, or maybe a one. It's the other way around, I guess. A one comes from being that. I'm not sure. Either, Either way, way. Works. I, they go together. And, um, and it also, I, as an artist, it's weird being a one because, um, a lot of dancers, I don't know a lot of dancer ones out there because I think it's really hard to be such a perfectionist and be in something that is so subjective mm -hmm. because, dance basically is a gray area, like essentially as an art form, it just is. And so it's very interesting for me as a dancer, trying to find the like ways to satisfy myself as an artist and as a one. Um, but I, I think that it has like given me a lot of opportunity to um, help other people um, because, okay, yeah. Okay, so all right, Molly, Molly, your turn. Hey, um, so yeah, I'm a two-ing one, um, and to steal like a little bit of how Tiana explains things, uh, I do have a pretty hard wing one, and so I my brain kind of does work in a very black and white kind of way, but my world is very gray. Um, <laughs> so as as a two, because obviously that's like my soul number. Um, I don't know. Being a two is weird, y'all. It feels like I, <laughs> this is going to sound really weird. I just described this to a friend of mine, but it almost feels like I have other people's voices in my head all the time. I'm not schizophrenic. Mm -hmm. Please don't come for me. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, because the thing about twos is twos are extremely perceptive to other people's needs and just to other people in general. Um, I don't know if this is like transcendent to all of the twos I know, but like a good amount of us um, can like walk in a room and easily tell what just about everyone in the room is feeling, um, how they're doing. Um, I'm really good at understanding what people want from me or need from me without them having to tell me. Um, I'm just really easy, like, it's really easy for me to just, like, figure that out 
Um, so people don't often have to really tell me what they want from me. I can just do it. Um, which is both like a blessing and a curse because sometimes there's that like hard side of people growing to expect that out of you. And like, it's not my job mm -hmm. to fix your problems all the time. I fix them because I love you. Um, but yeah. like, <laughs> it can be really hard though because some people can grow really dependent on twos. But yeah, twos, twos are really weird. Um, we love people a lot. Like people are our world. I mean, literally the two is called the helper because like our entire like life purpose, at least how it feels to us, feels like it's to be there for other people. Um, and so it's really funny because I've, I've had people ask me, they're like, do you actually like care about people or do you just like feel like the incessant need to help? And like, I feel like whenever I read Enneagram book, it makes us sound like we just like have to help people. It's like, doesn't, they're like, we're just super manipulative and that we just want like people to love us. Um, and like, even though like it is my core fear for people like to love me or to not love me is my core fear. Um, I don't think that twos are constantly like thinking about like, how can I make them love me? Like we genuinely just love other people a lot. Um, but coupled with the wing one, um, I do have an inner dialogue or an inner critic. Um, and so that makes it a very interesting pairing because I already have like, so I, I'm able to see what everybody else is feeling and to see what everybody needs from me. And then my wing one is, you know, I want to do what's right all the time. And so my one side is always telling me that I have to fix all those needs or else like I'm purposefully choosing to like let people like suffer or like go through things by themselves and so it's a really weird when I'm unhealthy it's a really weird pairing because that's kind of when we start getting to the like me being like I can't help but help people um, <laughs> we're also fun mm -hmm. though I swear we're not just <laughs> servants <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know I think we're pretty fun though I mean I you sometimes are. I sometimes you I feel are. like I can read people's minds so that's kind of rad yeah, for sure. But yeah. Now we Hannah. Oh gosh. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. So like I said, I'm a type four, which which means I'm pretty emotional. Um, I'm very in tune with my feelings and I'm also very self aware. Um I'm pretty sensitive as well, and I, that comes from me just knowing my feelings so well, and, like, I think type fours have the ability to feel and emphasize really, really well, which can be a good thing, but that's always been a battle with me with almost being too empathetic and kind of letting my feelings take the wheel when they don't need to. Um. I don't know it. This is such a type four thing to say. I don't know how to describe myself sometimes. Oh my god! <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess type fours are usually <laughs> type fours are usually said to be creative and expressive, which I think is very true. As and I say that as an artist, but not every four is an artist. I will say that. Um, we're also usually described as selfish and moody and usually <laughs> like depressed, which I can be true. 
uh, but <laughs> we are not always those things. And we'll get into stereotypes later. Okay? I was about to say, I'm ready yeah. to rip that up. Oh, me too. I'm so ready. <laughs> Throw it in the trash. <laughs> um, but the Wink 5 is interesting. And I kind of went through a very short period where I thought it was a three-wing <laughs> three wing a wing three. oh my gosh I forgot about that I remember I that an, vividly I had a little identity crisis <laughs> because I just wasn't sure because I thought because I took like creative roles and not creative leadership roles in my life that I had a little bit of wing three in me but I I just think that's like my type when okay when fours are healthy they go to a type one and I think that was just me being healthy <laughs> anyways <laughs> starts being healthy then has identity crisis because they're being healthy <laughs> I know. My gosh. Oh my gosh. okay but <laughs> the five in me just makes me feel things really deeply and wing fives are just more every time I've met somebody they're like I would hate to be a four y'all just like feel so much like what's that like and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I can't I mean I don't know I mean obviously it's all I'm used to and I'm sure y'all can relate to that it's just like you don't know another way of thinking and processing mm-hmm. and so it's just so like normal anyways I'm kind yeah. of like on one with like the stereotypes well, let's let's go straight into those then. Yeah. Yeah, what are some of those our stereotypes? Can I say what I think the stereotypes are for y'all? Yeah, yeah. I think we should say it for each other's and then why we disagree or agree. Okay. Can I start? Yeah. Okay. I think type ones, their stereotype is kind of that they're mean and they're very like <laughs> I I think a lot of people think type ones are just so black and white that they can't see people's side of things which I do not think is true at all I think type ones are usually very understanding and the thing that people don't understand is type ones like aren't so Mm -hmm. I guess like nitpicky with other people their inner critic is yeah it's for themselves and Mm -hmm. I don't think people see that sometimes because it just comes across like, oh, well, a type one is a perfectionist, so they must expect me to be perfect all the time when really yeah. they want to be perfect. I definitely, like, as, yeah, like, I feel like anytime I get upset about something, like, at, like even just while I was creating dances on other people, I wasn't angry that something would go wrong in the piece I wasn't angry at my dancers. I was angry at myself. Like I, I was like, what did I do or not do that? Like caused them to not feel like they were ready to do that move or they could get those steps, right? Like, what am I missing? And like, that's just like one example, but I definitely like, I think ones are some of the most empathetic people I know. Mm -hmm. And like, I know that I am like, painfully empathetic and like for a while I kind of shut that part off because I was just so tired of like feeling Mm -hmm. and so I like just was like I don't I don't like I wouldn't watch movies that were sad because I didn't want to feel that I would like it was like to the extent where I would literally like not go near anything that I knew I would feel because I didn't want to feel it because I knew I would if I like got there and so um 
I think that a lot of people think that ones are judgmental, but it really is. We're just judging ourselves. We're not like, I don't think I'm a judgmental person. Honestly, I'm like pretty accepting of everybody and like how yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like me. I'm like, I need to fix so many things about myself. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I, ones are opinionated, but I don't think ones yes. judgmental. Yeah, which are yeah. different things, people. They are big facts. Also, <laughs> I think you hit on something to you because um, being empathetic I, doesn't necessarily mean you're super emotional, and I think that's where people right. get ones wrong. Like, yeah. I wouldn't, and I don't even know if I necessarily like the way I just worded that, but in a sense, like. Like, I would be like, oh, Tiana is a super, super emotional person in the sense that I think, no, like, I'm not. like, I don't think you're super, super emotional, but I think you're super empathetic. And I think people tie those together. And, like, just because you, yeah, like, aren't sobbing uncontrollably when I tell you about my bad day doesn't mean you're not sitting there, like, in that place with me and, like, loving me through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's, like, a misinterpretation or, like, misguided definition of, like, what empathy looks like. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, something I would like to say about fours, um, you said this earlier, you said that fours can be like selfish. And I I know some fours that have been and can be, but I will say that like more often than not, I have found that fours are genuinely like they genuinely care about who like who is in their close circle and their friends that they have like I would say some of my four friends are the ones who ask me how I'm doing the most and like are checking up on me most frequently because they know that like I'm probably not going to share that unless they ask Mm. and I know that it's not coming from like a selfish place because I know that like some people are like oh well they just ask because they want you to ask back but like I know that that's not where it's coming from and I've like I have a lot of four friends. I feel like I feel like I have an abnormal amount of four friends. <laughs> I have a lot of one friends. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um and like every I think every human is is selfish in in ways that Amen. like like it's a human it's a human instinct. Like we're all out here trying to like make sure we survive. And so I think it's selfishness is like part of the human instinct and part of the fall. Like that's just how we are. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think fours are any more selfish than any other type, honestly. Yeah, I think for me, at least, I think I can for sure be selfish with my feelings at times. Mm-hmm. But I think when I first read about the Enneagram, like one of the first descriptions is that they're selfish. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like I've never actually Ouch. seen myself <laughs> that way. And I was like, well, maybe I am. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should do some soul searching. And I think- uh, go ahead. Sorry. I don't. I'm not. I don't even know where I'm going with this. I. I mean, I, I think. Def- I think yeah, fours. I think fours deal with like. I mean, obviously. So the enneagram is like all about like what we struggle with specifically and like what our core fears are. And so obviously, like if the four really struggles with like, like identity is a huge deal to y'all. Like mm-hmm. it would make sense that like something that fours could deal with, is like yeah. I guess like selfishness or like self-centeredness because like y'all are just trying so hard to figure out who you are Mm -hmm. and like what makes you you just like obviously like the two struggle with pride and that's because like I have my own issue with trying to you know handle everything so like I think in a way it makes sense but like like I think I don't know I feel like selfish is like really harsh 
Yeah, I think it's a strong word for what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. I that think that's me a little bit. Because I think it's one of those things. I think Molly kind of like touched on it a little bit how um, like you are trying to figure out who you are and like you are like you are concerned about yourself, but not. I don't think that being concerned with yourself and being selfish are the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but that's just kind of my hot take. Yeah. I get what you're trying to say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, okay, so I have, funny enough, Mary Hannah and I were talking about this just the other day, but, like, there's something lately that I've been thinking about a lot that really irks me about the Enneagram and, like, some certain stereotypes surrounding certain numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, like, I think ones, like, ones, threes, fours, and eights get kind of, like, the blunt of the Enneagram in the sense that, like, when you say you're one of those numbers, mm-hmm. people usually don't react very well like yeah like especially if you're like a woman one or eight like yeah people are kind of like oh so you're aggressive (laughs) and you think that you're always right like you know yeah and then like you know if you're four and you say you're four everybody's like oh you're moody and selfish (laughs) and you're like (laughs) or like if you're three they're like you're a workaholic and you only mm-hmm. care about attention. And it's like, whoa, sheesh, out. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And so like, I, re- I feel really bad for those numbers because there's so much to be celebrated within those numbers. And then another thing MH and I were talking about where like two sevens and eight, not eights and nines are celebrated when they're most unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, oh, yeah, two, sure. like, and somebody said that to me the other day and that hit me so hard, especially obviously I'm one of those numbers, but like, two sevens and nines are like completely celebrated for their attributes that they project when they're unhealthy. You know, nines are celebrated because they're so peaceful and they're so Mm. quiet. And like what people don't see is what's going on the inside. It's that they're numbing and they're not asserting their own Mm -hmm. identity, their own opinions. And that's why they're so quote unquote, like peaceful. Now nines like are peaceful even when they're healthy, but like there's like a certain, like they like are like praised a lot more when they're like, yeah, they literally, they never cause a problem. And it's like, yeah, because they don't promote themselves at all. Um, And then, you know, two, they're celebrated for their service and almost kind of looked down upon when they assert their own needs. Like everybody's like, oh, you're suddenly really needy. It's like, no, this is actually me getting healthy. Like I I need to set boundaries and people almost look down on that. At least that's been some of my experience is like the moment I start promoting like my needs or like maybe like not like selfishly my agenda, but being like, hey guys, like these are some boundaries I need to establish. These are this. Like everybody's kind of like, oh, we can't rely on you anymore. And it's like, well, I've actually just been like super unhealthy for a few years and I've let you run over me. Um, but like <laughs> they like look down on me because I'm trying to be healthy. And then like yeah. sevens are celebrated for being like super like crazy and fun and wild. And it's like, they actually really do need to feel their feelings. So when like they stop, like when they, when people look at a seven and they're like, you're not being very fun today. Like, Oh, it makes me, it drives me insane. I have so many seven friends. I, I live in Chattanooga and I have so many seven friends and it makes me so mad because like, you know, they always want to be a life partner. They always want to be fun, but like, you got to let them have their down days. And when you don't allow that, like, they're like, okay, I really can't feel my feelings. And I really can't slow down. It's like, no, 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 baby. Like, please <laughs> breathe, <laughs> like feel those emotions. Like you're safe. And so I don't know. Those are just like some things that irk me 
just just a smidge yeah (laughs) I, i agree and kind of going back to what you said about twos that's something that i find hard with my friends for twos because I know y'all's desire to help is so strong Mm -hmm. but I also know that y'all need to take time for yourselves too and I feel like with a lot of my friends that are twos I feel like I'm like begging them to stop but that's also so hard because like not helping someone it just like hurts y'all so much Mm -hmm. and I kind of feel like twos can be pinned as fake sometimes because y'all do care so much about like literally everyone in your community around you means so much Mm -hmm. and I think it's hard to understand that and even I like I really struggle with like understanding twos need to be friends with everyone because (laughs) like I like okay that sounds so no no you're good (laughs) say it but like I don't have that desire like I don't feel like I have to be everybody's friends like I think I want to have like really really deep relationships with a few people and like I just feel like I don't have that ability either to just like form those relationships like y'all do and I think that's really something special that y'all have is yeah like the desire to really just be friends with everyone and y'all are really good at including people Mm-hmm. if I like, can like it, mm-hmm. they they I'm a two I don't know what I'm saying they um honestly it's been a journey like starting to understand twos with me being one um and I'll be honest we don't make sense like anybody trying to figure out their two friend or like I don't know two parent I don't know like we we just don't make sense um, we don't even make sense to ourselves. Like, it's not like I walk around and like, I want to be everyone's friends. I actually really enjoy having a small group of really close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's part of that, like, see a need, fulfill the need. And so it's like, mm-hmm. I, if I see someone being left out, like that hurts my heart. Cause I like, I feel it. Like I can, when I see that they're feeling left out, it feels like I'm being left out. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, it yeah. literally is like, I'm almost like feeling what they feel. And so I'm like, Oh, I have to include them. And even if the two, like, obviously I do not get along with everyone. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Some people probably don't like me, which hurts my heart, but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But like, even if a two can't be friends with someone, we just want to understand them. them. And I was explaining this to somebody the other day, but like, I really do want to love everyone and love them well. And so I, I remember I said this to a friend and they're like, that makes no sense to me. But I was like, well, if I can't be her friend, I will at least like love her from afar. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, yeah. maybe this is what loving her looks like. You know, we're not, I don't think we're destined to be friends, but I can love her from afar. And they were like, that makes no sense. And I was like, I just want to love everybody. <laughs> um, but it's because like, yeah. that's something that like, I love looking at each number as like a different attribute, like of the word. And that sounds like, mm-hmm. that might sound really cheesy. Also, even talking about twos, I just feel so lame. being like, I love serving. But um, like, you know, like ones, like love what's right. Like twos love like loving others and like servanthood. Fours like love creativity and like love emotions. And like, those are all gifts from the Lord. Um, and so I don't know. I just think yeah. 
I just think I agree I don't know I don't know where I was going with that but yeah that's important to keep in mind is that it's not like there are any bad numbers Mm -hmm. you know yeah put that on a billboard (laughs) I (laughs) I Tiana I know you can relate as well like and a lot of people don't like tell me blatantly that they don't like fours I mean it has happened a few times Mm -hmm. but I just feel like I don't know like you said it's like we kind of get like the blunt of like the Enneagram because people read about us and it just seems so bad sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I mean, it's rough, of course, but I, I've learned to accept my number, which was so hard because when I first got into the Enneagram, I was like, this is horrible. This is trash. And it, it really did like represent me really well and I was like okay yeah like I'm definitely a four but I like kind of didn't want it because of all the bad things that went along with it but that's just kind of a part of the Enneagram as well like learning about yourself and growing from that and I don't think everybody takes that into account Mm -hmm. when looking at the Enneagram which is another thing I think the Enneagram can be super useful if it's used correctly, but when it's not used correctly and it's used against yes. people, that's when it's so wrong. Yeah, I think yes. there's like, um, so I've always, what kind of got me into actually like investing my time into like learning about the Enneagram was when I realized how big of a tool it was. And, um, and that, yes. I like came across it at a strange time in my life. There was a lot of like, I was shutting out a lot of feelings um, because I was just like not wanting to deal with them. And I think that like the, I was just wanting to be very, um, I wanted to really only feel like one thing and it was like something happy. Like I just wanted to feel happy. And so like, I didn't like feeling other people's unhappy emotions (laughs) as well as my own. And so when I got into it, I realized like I I was at a point where I was tired of not feeling others' emotions and my own. And I wanted to be empathetic again and like feel that and like be Mm -hmm. the good friend that I knew I was capable of being um, to my to all the people in my life. And um, so what really got me into it was realizing like I really need a tool and this is that tool. I realized that like when I just started reading more about it, I was like, wait a minute, like this is opening up so many doors. And it just, when you read about all the numbers, um, you just realize there are so many things that go so much deeper. Like when you meet a three, threes are the performers and on the surface, they can be incredibly obnoxious. Honestly, like they are constantly trying to like be what, other people want them to be and not who they actually are and like but what what's underneath of that is a human who is hurt and was made to feel invalid uh, as a child Mm -hmm. and for what they really were and they were made to feel that their only value was what other people saw and so that's like that's one example and so I just getting into the Enneagram helped me understand all of the humans around me like we're not just numbers like we are these um we are humans who have these stories and these traumas underneath of us that nobody sees they all just see that surface and that number on top Mm -hmm. and like understanding each number allows you to understand each human and like gain empathy for them and so that's been like something that's super big for me 
and using it as a tool and you are meant to outgrow it and you can use tools incorrectly. Like you can, you can pick up a hammer and like start trying to drill stuff with it. It's not going to work. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah, I think last summer we literally just talked about this before we started recording. Annie F Downs did Annie S summer and she did, um, which is a podcast. It's called, what's it called? Is it just for fun? No. Yeah, just for is no. It? Yeah. Is it happy? No, no, no. It it has something to do with fun. I it thought. does. Yeah, it is. That sounds fun. <laughs> that sounds fun. That sounds, that sounds fun. fun. Yeah. Okay. Any of Down's podcast called that. She's so a seven. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a type seven. Isn't that title so yes. fitting? Amen. Anyways, she did a series last summer called Any of Summer, and each episode was an interview with a male of each type and a female of each type and it helped me so much to like hear about like how other numbers experience life Mm -hmm. and it gave me so much empathy for other numbers and Mm -hmm. really I think everybody needs to dive deeper into other numbers instead of themselves Mm -hmm. and that way because it helps so much and I think that's what I find so interesting about the Enneagram is learning how different numbers interact with each other and with different relationships like the book um the path between us mm-hmm. by ian crone and ian, ian cron <laughs> is so good and it goes through like how each number interacts with each other and it's just so so good yeah i think i think like y'all are like rocking it because like the main like word is tool you are not supposed yeah. to mm-hmm completely I mean you know obviously you identify with one number but like you're not supposed to like death grip onto the Enneagram it is not supposed to be used for you to excuse unexcusable behavior it is not to be used to bash other people it is not to be used to tear other people down or to call people out like this is not what it's for it's it's a growth tool Mm -hmm. like it is supposed to Mm -hmm. help you it gives you a language Mm -hmm. Like I, that's something big the Enneagram gave me was a language to be able to describe to other people, like how my brain yeah. works in a way, because I felt really mm-hmm. misunderstood by people, but I didn't know the words. Yeah. Um, and so when I started listening to podcasts, I was like, okay, this is the language, like this will help other people understand, but like, I'm not supposed to stay there. I figure out the language, I figure out myself. And then what I love about the Enneagram is it gives me like tools to help me grow and that's the thing like you are supposed to grow like you are not supposed to stay here I'm not supposed to excuse when I'm being a turd because I think I know best and I think I know how to love everyone the best um and I don't know I I I think it's so important because I I think it's been misused Mm -hmm. so much in our culture in it's like so I mean oh my gosh any Christian college (laughs) campus ministry is like drowning their students in the Enneagram and I love it for the sense of understanding ourselves I don't love it for the sense of like somebody like walking and be like oh my god he's (laughs) and then everybody being like and like assuming they know people like yes he might be a three but also like we're all individuals Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I'm like yes I'm a two wing one yes I'm like I can go deep into it like I'm a two wing one subtype self-preservation my secondary number is a nine like yes that like helps you understand me more but like it doesn't mean you mm-hmm. know me and yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't you mean who you are. I know him over there even though he tells me what he is like everybody's still an individual so like 
I know even moments where people have been like, you're not really acting like a two right now. It's like, cause I'm not a two. Like <gasps> I identify with stuff about right. a two, but like, I am, I am Molly. <laughs> like, I don't know if you've met me, but like, <laughs> like I, I don't have to perform like the number that I, I identify with the struggles of a two, but that like, I'm not a two. I'm Molly and I have my own story and I'm different from her over there that also is a two. Like, you know, I get tired of people comparing people of the same numbers as well. Cause I'm like, I'm not like one of my roommates, Ellie is also a two. And at the beginning of the year, some of our friends were like, I don't know if you're both twos. Y'all aren't, y'all aren't very similar. And I was like, well, that's because she's Ellie and I'm Molly and (laughs) we're not the same person (laughs) at all. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. (laughs) That's really. I mean, yeah, like word. (laughs) Ye to the ha, you know what I mean. Oh, yeehaw, baby! Y'all are just the best friends ever. I like the thing that I want with this podcast is for people to have like the type of friendships that we do, and like with y'all because I think it's so hard to find those kind of relationships right now, Mm -hmm. um, especially with social media. Which I hate. And... I'm just kidding. Not really. <laughs> yeah, Molly yeah we can't. We can't media. give her a shout out. She um, doesn't have an Insta. Sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry. I'm not sorry, but hit her up. You can't. <laughs> She's ours forever, and we can't share. I want to end this episode with some questions for Molly. Mm-hmm. And okay, so we like low key already know this because we all get coffee with each other so much, but. <laughs> What's your go-to coffee order right now? So the issue is I don't have one. Um, I'm a, I think I just told Tiana this like yesterday. I'm a moody coffee drinker in the sense that it, oh, sister, you are. it literally depends on the day. Like if it's a rainy day, I'm always going to go for a hot drink and it's probably going to be either a flat white or like some kind of latte. Um, if it's sunny outside, I'm almost always going to get an iced. Um, I guess my go-to would either be like an, oat milk latte um but also some days I'm just feeling like a like I don't know I, I just get like a black cold cold brew sometimes so it, it's literally like I'm not a frou-frou coffee drinker so like never a super sweet drink but it's like oat milk latte maybe a flat white maybe a black cold brew and sometimes just black coffee mm-hmm. or a matcha Ooh, I do love a matcha mm have not hopped on that train yet as you all know it's so good maybe one day i will or not i do agree that you are a moody coffee drinker i'm really sorry (laughs) no it's not okay that was not a wrong answer at all also depends on the coffee Uh, shop you know they all have their specialties i'm not gonna get a cappuccino from one place in chat because they always burn their cappuccinos so i don't get that there almost said their name but i know no hate you also have to know what kind of like like coffee they're brewing because if it's fruity coffee i'm out yeah no i don't don't want their pour over if it's fruity i know a lot of coffee people like fruity coffee but i'm sorry i haven't hopped on that train yet but i have friends in chattanooga who are trying to get me there i'm an all i'm always an oat for sure girl though always oat milk yeah i almost broke up with mary hannah over that in our last episode because she uh said she doesn't like oat milk and i didn't even know that about her and i feel very deceived yeah 
Mayor Hannah, you didn't tell me. Okay, yeah. we'll talk about this later. Okay, well, I'll get back to this later today. I don't want to get heat. Okay, the next question is, what is one thing that you're loving right now? One thing that I'm loving. Um, it can be like a movie, a book. It can literally be anything. Um, So I actually just started watching the Netflix show, The English Game. Um, Ooh, It's about... What is that? So it's kind of about like the early stages of football as the world knows it not american football um and how it was a gentleman's game and then the work like work class people start trying to play the game and it's kind of the tension like the political tension between that but it's all about Mm -hmm. but it's all like through the lens of football um so i'm really enjoying that um and enjoying sitting in front of my open window a lot you know we love quarantine and so i literally (laughs) open the window in my room and like lean out of it and watch, I don't people watch, I dog watch. All the people are walking their dogs in my neighborhood and I'm like taking notes on which ones I like. Ooh, yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. Okay, and for the last question, where's one place that you're dying to go in your lifetime? Oh my word. Well, that's the thing. Um, I, sorry, once again, I don't have an answer to that one because I think going anywhere would be such a gift. I think everywhere offers such an opportunity. And I sound like such a lame human being saying that, but like everywhere I've ever been, I've loved. No, I, yeah. Like, I kind of figured you would say something like that. <laughs> yeah, because like I, I've been to the Middle East, I've been to Europe, and then I just recently had a chance to go to Guatemala. And I mean, currently, if you were to be like, I will buy you a plane ticket, I'd say buy me one back to Guatemala because I'm in love with the culture and Mm -hmm. the people I met and I miss speaking Spanish. That was so fun. Um, But also like, I would love to go back to anywhere I've been and I would love to go anywhere. Iceland is cool. I'd love to go to Iceland. Ooh, shoot. Let's, let's plan a trip right now. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, not right now, but you know what I mean? In five to six weeks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay i think that wraps up this episode um i hope you guys enjoyed this episode with molly we love talking to our friends and we also love talking about the enneagram if y'all want to hear another episode about the enneagram let us know we can dive deeper into other numbers as well don't forget to follow us on our instagram at 20 something <laughs> here's the being 20 something Bye, guys. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye.